Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone, and happy autumn. Even though it's still nice, uh, well, not today, but it's still nice, I am always sad when the summer's over. It's just too short. It needs to be another month or two, don't you think? It's so sad, Dottie. It's so cold outside now. Yeah, yesterday the wind was so fierce. I know. Yeah, so I, I wish, like, summer could end in maybe... October, <laughs> and then we could have fall. <laughs> yeah, then we could have fall until January, and then we could have ja- winter for January and February, one month, and then we could mm-hmm. go to spring. That's how I'd like it. Perfect. But anyhow, we'll welcome to, to Iron Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and all the millions of things that you have to do with real estate. And if you've listened to our show before, which if you haven't, you should, okay, <laughs> you would know that practically everything in life today is in some way connected to real estate. My co-host, Jerry Feeney, is on the line with us, and Jerry is a prominent New York real estate attorney who is with us to answer your questions about legal matters in the world of real estate. I encourage your listeners who have legal issues, large or small, to call in for some smart advice by One of the top, top, top real estate attorneys in the city. Our number is 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Also, our mortgage and finance expert, Ace Wanatusapark, is with us today. Ace is the vice president of Citizens Bank. And if you have any questions about financing or if you need advice in getting a mortgage or a home equity loan, now is the time to call him at 866-970-9622 and get your questions answered because so many people really don't know how much they can afford. And um, not only that you want to know how much you can afford, you want to make sure your credit's all in check because if your credit's not perfect, uh, you're going to pay a higher interest rate. Yeah. So. Uh, Ace can take a look at that, and we're going to have, I think, our credit guy in, and you'll get a lower interest rate because the the interest rates are the best interest rates obviously go to the people who have the best credit. And even if you're not interested in buying a home at this moment, uh, they look at it for your rentals, if you're renting, if you're buying a car. So credit rules. So it's key. So call 866-970-9622. I, of course, always like to take a moment to thank Citizens Bank for their support. More than 140 years ago, Citizens started with an idea. Let's have a good bank that gives back to the community and the people who live in that community. 
You know, not only is Citizens a wonderful place to bank, and I bank there, it's also a terrific place to work. When you join Citizens Bank, you are well supported by everyone from colleagues and management alike. They have a strong culture of coaching and encouragement, and they encourage cross-department cooperation, and ACE can talk to you all about that, and they empower you to put your ideas into actions and advance your own career. Citizens employees volunteered 114, they, they volunteered 114,000 hours last year, and the bank matched the charitable contributions they made to eligible nonprofits while also supporting their volunteer efforts for the organization and charitable causes that are meaningful to us all. And I say, you know what? That's key, okay? Uh, Key to be involved in the community, give back to the community, and, of course, they do a wonderful job. So if you need a career or simply want a great place to bank, just go to their website. That's citizensbank.com, citizensbank.com, and sign up for a career application or simply give them a call at 1-800-922-9999. Did I say four nines? Yes, I did. Yes. 922-9999, and it's a toll-free number. And, of course, we were talking about credit before. Our credit expert, Dan Sater, is going to be with us to discuss personal identifiable information and how removing errors on the date of birth, social security numbers, and addresses can sometimes remove accounts that belongs to others or information that go on due to someone else. Um, it is really getting very tricky, the Internet these days, and I don't know how you can protect yourself against it if you don't, unless you don't use it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, just it's, it's, it's a great resource, but uh, uh, there are scammers all over. Later on the show, we'll talk about a little about Zillow and about the prices that you see online, and we're going to give you a truth about the Zestimates because they are misleading, and actually you can use them just to take a look, but really a lot of things aren't reported. We're going to talk about that. You really need to call the broker to find out the real deal. You know what's always amazed me about those things is how quickly they became such authority. You know, people call it like, well, Zillow says my house. <laughs> yeah, people look it at says, that. When like did the, yeah, uh, but the that's so not true. And, you know, there right. was a lawsuit. I think I might have mentioned it on the show. There was a lawsuit against Zillow because their information is inaccurate. <laughs> and yeah. they put whatever people put and Some people don't put half the information on or if they did additions, they don't add. So anyhow, they Zillow won the case. And the reason they won the case was because they had the word Zestimates, which means, so it's like not saying this is a real deal, okay? Okay, now, they don't put in parentheses on the Zestimates. By the way, this information may not be correct. Um, But so you know, you really have to call your broker to know. We're going to talk a little about designs and design trends. I haven't done that for a long time. Okay, now, of course, I tell you what today is, and today is Saturday. Of course, you know that. And did you know that in Sweden, every Saturday is known as Sweet Saturday? Why? Why Well, it is for sweets. (laughs) Why (laughs) didn't you know that, Jerry? Why didn't you figure out that Sweet Saturday (laughs) I'm not Swedish. I don't know what it means. It's a Swedish custom for Saturday candy. And it was spurred on the idea of moderation, and they were trying to limit candy consumption to a weekly 
day, so once a like week. rather than a daily occurrence. So once a week, Swedes are given a free pass to indulge in all the candy to their heart's desire. I don't think that's good once a that's week. That's not good once no, a week. No, because then you might binge. You might like, binge, you know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe once a month. But, but this yeah. shows you how, how, how long ago I grew up. I grew up when they had candy stores. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they had little candy stores. You'd go to the candy store, you'd get, you know, a milkshake or a chocolate egg cream, and you'd buy candy, (laughs) and it was okay. (laughs) So That's a chocolate um, egg cream. Yeah, remember them? No, I'm not that old. I don't remember. No, you're right, right, Jerry. (laughs) Right. On this day in history, in 1988, the, uh, the Shirt of Turin is shown by carbon dating test to be a fake from the Middle Ages. Uh, of course, you all, it, well, maybe some people don't know who George Harrison is, but if you don't, if you're that young, he was part of the Beatles, which was a phenomenal, I mean, I think they're probably the, I mean, if I had to one guess, of, they're one of the top five of all time. Right. Uh, he released in the United, something is released in the United Kingdom. It, beca- it became the most recorded song in history, covered by thousands of singles. The Beatles arrived at Kennedy Airport and caused a near riot. I remember being a little kid watching him on the Ed I was like, I don't know, seven or something, and I watched him on the Ed Sullivan show when they first came. And we thought their hair was so long when it really, I don't know what it was. It was those. <laughs> it was longer it was kind of than a, people were wearing their hair then. Yeah. So, so if your birthday is today, you're a Libra. Lovers born on October 13 are romantic and loyal. I like that. They are attracted to enthusiastic and imaginative people that are reliable as if they are. If today is your birthday, you share it with Tiffany Trump, which is Donald's daughter with Marla Maples, if you remember Marla. What happened Marla. to her? She doesn't seem to be in the mix, uh, yeah. Tiffany. No, no, but I, 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 I've seen her and uh, Tiffany. And you know what? I have to say this, whether you like him or not. The kids are all close, even though they're from different moms. They're kind of close. Um, but she was born on this day in 1993, and uh, so you share the birthday with her. Uh, I know I have a, a question, but before I do that, I want to tell a quick story. Yesterday, I uh, I had to, an appointment, and I decided, you know what, I didn't exercise enough. This I did have an exercise for two weeks. For me, that's terrible. So I decided to walk like 45 million blocks. So I went. Oh. And I was, I was, I was coming back, and I passed uh, Chumi, and I had to uh, go there to buy a gift for somebody, and I walked the, into the, the store. People? Yes, uh, they mm-hmm. make great luggage, yeah. great. And I walk into the store on Madison Avenue, and I think there's two of them, but the one on 1100 Madison Avenue. And I said, you know, I have, you know, I want to buy this thing for a friend, and I also need a second. I have some of their luggage. I need a, a piece, so. The woman, Bonnie Zaretsky, who was wonderful, said, well, if, if you, you know, if you bought it in a Chumi store, your other luggage, I can look it up and tell you what size it mm-hmm. is. So when I told her my name, she goes, Dottie Herman, my mom listens to your radio show faithfully. She loves it. <laughs> so Millie Zaretsky, we love you for listening to us. We love your daughter. I wanted to say from all of us, from Jerry and Ace and myself, happy Saturday. And don't be shy. Call us up and uh, say hello, 866-970-9622.
and uh, tell your daughter a message for me. I told her I was coming back to pick everything up, and I got so busy I never got back, but I'll get there Monday. And uh, Millie, we love you. Look at that, Millie. Personal shout-out. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we go on, let me take a quick question from Anthony from Astoria. Hi, Anthony. Good morning on this rainy morning day, but we're happy. <laughs> Good morning, Dottie. First, I want to tell you that my wife and I will love your show. Thank you. We think you're extremely knowledgeable. I wish I was as knowledgeable as you when it comes to real estate. Without a doubt. Well, I've been. I do remember candy stores. I do remember Jane's (laughs) ice cream parlor, where you were able to sit down on a stool and order any type of ice cream that you wanted. They had something called a steamboat, and once you ate a steamboat, you didn't have to eat for three days. You had about 6,000 calories. Yeah, but nobody was nobody was conscious of calories then, right? And nobody was conscious of candy and saying it was bad for you. So I think it was a, kind of a, a very different time because I remember going to the candy store, and I was, do you remember those things that almost cracked your jaws open? What were they called? Jawbreakers. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then you'd go to the movies and buy Good and Plenty and uh, those non-perils, you know, so it was a very different time. And sometimes I think, and I think it's great to be health conscious, and I certainly am. Uh, I wasn't then, uh, but I think there's a moderation. I think anything in moderation is okay. So anyhow, how can, what's, what's your question? Well, actually, my wife is considerably younger than I am, 12 years. And I'm a retired school principal, public school principal. Wow. And I own real estate, and I want to consolidate. So my realtor says, well, let's sell one of your homes. So I sold a one-family home in Long Island City, Queens. And Long Island City is extremely hot as far as it real is. estate is concerned. It's the new Manhattan. Yes. And uh, I got seven times the actual value of what I purchased for the home, but I had well, the home for you. Years. Good for you. Thank you. I purchased the home for 125000 18 years ago, and I sold it for $888,000. Wow. You see, I always say, you know what? If you buy real estate, as long as you can hold it and you buy it right, it's, you know, I mean, look, I know so many people that bought real estate, and I know people who kind of do that for a living, and, and they didn't buy the best real estate always, but it just they just held it long enough, and usually over time it makes money, but good for you, Anthony, and really, you were principal of a school, and I, I think that's probably one of the hardest jobs. My daughter's a teacher, and I think people take some of that for granted, and I think it's a, a, a really uh, difficult job, and I think that it's really the future of our country and the kids, and I think it's... Um, I think it goes, I think it's probably one of the most important things that anyone can do. So accolades to you. Now, thank after you, that, what you. is your question? So you you now have sold this, you sold the property. I sold the property, and I went to my accountant, and my accountant said that I have three options. I can buy another piece of property of like, um, an upgrade, or... I can take the tax by which Elmer's passed out in his office when he said it was $250,000 tax by city, state, and federal government. 
And lastly, he says there was some kind of new animal called a 1031 exchange. Did you already, <clears throat> did you already close? Uh, we closed, yes. And they told me I have a time limit. I think they said it was 45 days. So where, 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 is the, where is the money from the closing? It's um, in escrow. My lawyer's holding it. He says I can't take $1 of it. Otherwise, I have to pay the tax consequence. So is he, he's acting as the intermediary? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Did so that lawyer, did that lawyer, has that lawyer represented you in the last two years and anything else? No. Okay, no. good. Because that would disqualify him from holding Why? That was dis- why that would yeah. disqualify him? Yeah, it's one of the disqualifications. Whenever oh, I didn't says know lawyer, that. I was going- so the the first option he said was, was to roll it over, but then he said the third one was a 1031 exchange. Those two things are, by the way, the same thing. Same thing. There's another option now also, which are these opportunity zones, which you should know about. I don't know if we'll have time before the break, but if we uh, have to hold over to the, the next segment, stay with me. Yeah, 1031 exchange important. allows you to defer the payment of the gain. Uh, you um, have to uh, you know, follow the rules of the 1031 exchange. You have 45 days to identify uh, properties. Up to three is the typical rule. There's two other rules you can use, but most, the vast majority of people identify three and then close on one of them within six months of the closing of the property you sold. So, and like kind simply means real estate for real estate. That's all that's left under the new tax reform anyway. You can't use a 1031 for anything else other than real estate. used to be able to use it for other assets like farm equipment and things like that, but they have uh, adjusted the tax code on all of that. And you definitely want to do that if you're going to uh, buy other real estate um, because otherwise the, the capital gains, as you found out when you almost passed out, is pretty significant. It has to be investment property as well, right, Jerry? Yeah, it has to be property you hold in productive use in business trade or investment. So that just means that you're renting it out and getting money for it or uh, some type of productive use of the property. Is that what you plan to do when with the money? Uh, yes. There is one company that wants me to uh, – actually, they want to fly me out to Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, and invest in a bottle company where they make um, different types of bottles at different companies throughout the United States and I would be investing in there. But my lawyer says, don't put all your eggs in one basket. He says, there's other 1031s. Don't do the whole AAA in one project. So he was going to get me involved in one and two family homes in states that have very low or no tax uh, consequences, real estate taxes, that is. Well, be careful, because the the tax consequences are going to accrue to you because you're a resident of New York City. doesn't matter where the real estate is, your worldwide income if you're a resident of New York City, is happily taxed. Um, I want you to be very... So, Jerry, for, would you kind of say that again for everyone? So even if you have investment properties outside yeah, of New York, it does, you're not taxed at that state's rate. You're taxed exactly. at New York's you're, rate. Right. The, the income, when it flows to you, is going to be taxed um, to you unless it's um, you know, uh, a, like a, a municipal bond or something like that. But those aren't eligible for 1031. You know, when you said they want to fly me out, that immediately raised red flags to me. What did it? What did it say to you, Dottie? I mean, when someone yeah, want well, to fly you out to show you an investment, I run, I don't walk. Yeah, I, I'm not, not listen. Just, I, this just is just. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're bad, it but it just is. This here's my deal on investments. I like to. I like it to be a little bit closer to me, so that I could keep mm-hmm. a check on it. 
And I like that I know somebody who's done something there because, you know, you know, you know, maybe you talk to people who've been involved before. And I but I, I think that you're safer buying real estate. I think we yeah, have I a break. So like Jerry will finish when we're done with the break. Uh, we'll finish your answering your question because this is important. 866-970-9622. For those of you who just tuned in, we'll rephrase the, we'll reframe the question and we'll continue talking to Anthony on 1031 like kind exchanges as soon as we come back from our commercial break. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. We're on real estate, and we are in the middle of a question about uh, maybe exchanging, uh, like kind of exchanges, and Jerry was in the middle of answering that, so maybe, Jerry, you want to kind of start right, at the beginning? Right, so- you had sold a property, a commercial property, and, and the proceeds were being held, and you wanted to talk about the options. So one of them when we sell investment properties to do a 1031 exchange, which you have to go to uh, someone who's experienced in it because there's a lot of rules, a lot of guidelines, um, and you have to make sure that you follow them because as an IRS safe harbor, if you violate one of the rules, the whole thing is over and you can't fix it. The... Um, before the break, we were just talking about, you know, one of the investment opportunities, wanted to fly you out to Ohio. You know, I would be very cautious about something like that. Whenever an, an, an investment opportunity wants to fly me somewhere, it makes me think that, uh, you know, there's, first of all, there's a lot of fat in it if they can fly you out because who's paying for that? Uh, I'd rather my investment proceeds not be used to be flying potential investors out to, to some place. There's plenty of opportunity right here locally. Um, now, if you're not interested in being a landlord anymore, which I understand when you retire, not everybody wants to be, there are other types of uh, collective uh, investment opportunities like uh, TIC, tenant in common purchases, but they're closer to home and you can actually look at them. As Dottie said, she likes to look at her investment and I think that's a very prudent thing to do. But you want to make sure that you really carefully look at the all the disclosure documents about fees and things. There's one other new thing that, that came out with the new Tax Reform Act, which is pretty not well known in the industry, and it's called Economic Opportunity Zones. And the bottom line is, if you can't uh, successfully complete a 1031 exchange, it seems like they were written to accommodate people who were doing a 1031 exchange but didn't successfully execute it. So you're coming towards the end of the 180 days, and you can't close on one of the properties that you identified for whatever reason, you haven't come to a deal. You can move the money into uh, an economic opportunity zone investment, which continues to allow you to defer the gain on the property, and then there's tax advantages on the uh, gain from the investment itself. Um, but you can take a look at those uh, online if you want to get more knowledge about economic opportunity well, zones. But they're rather new and, and not yeah, a lot somebody, of people know about you know them. what? Somebody had asked me to do that in Washington D.C. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, at the time, they said, really, no one knows about this. It was just passed. But, Anthony, yeah. how much time do you have left? I mean, when did you close on your home? I have about three weeks left. So I don't to think identify. you really have uh, time to really do a like-kind exchange, do you? I mean, Well, you, you just have to identify within 45 days. You have uh, six months from the closing to close on one of them. So this next three weeks you need to decide what property you're going to buy, but you've got to get moving. 
Um, now, if he doesn't buy a property. If you don't identify in the 45 days, then the exchange is over. Your only other option then would be to look at these economic <clears throat> opportunity zones if yeah. you wanted to defer. Otherwise, um, you know, the uh, IRS will send you a fruit basket this year because they're getting a whopping capital gains payment from you. So they're not going to send you a thank you card either. <laughs> um, no, so you really do have to move. And, uh, I mean, because you, you really don't have much time. If not, you're going to pay those taxes. And I know my lawyer keeps telling me we have to move this week and make sure that we, we as the gentleman stated, we have to at least identify. Why is your lawyer... Um is your lawyer recommending these investments, or who's in recommending the the Ohio investment? Uh, these are people from Minneapolis, Minnesota, that specialize in 1031 exchanges, mm-hmm. but they are working with my lawyer, and they are working with the realtor and making sure that everything is copacetic as far as IRS is concerned. Do your due diligence on these yeah. uh, investment yeah. I think, opportunities. I think, Anthony, uh, this is a, I did a 1031 exchange uh, similar to you, and I was in the sim- Yes. exact similar situation where I only had almost maybe two weeks left and um, you know the best advice that I could probably give you is don't just rush into the 1031 exchange just because you're running out of time sometimes you're within that 45 days and you just feel so rushed that you need to identify something if you don't find something that you like or you don't think it's a good investment just take your time you know and, and to Jerry's point you should really look into the opportunity zone it just came out this year and there's a heat map that you can take a look at the different locations, but that there's no timeline, right? And there's some really good opportunities there. And I don't think you pay capital gain. I mean, no, I think at the end you're not going to pay capital gains. Well, no, hold on. Be careful. Or some portion. I don't know exactly, yeah. but I mean, it was. There, a sh- there is a you, timeline. You got it. It's 180 days still to to get the money into an economic opportunity zone fund. It does defer the gain. Uh, for if you keep it in there for for seven years, it'll defer the gain. But then, when you take the money out, there is a discount on discount, the, yes. the gain yeah. on the investment property. But then you have to pay the tax on the uh, on the gain that's rolled in. It's a little complicated here to, to do over the radio, but you certainly can look at an economic opportunity zone. In my opinion, you would do a ten thirty one first. That's a superior tax structure. But then you would look at an economic opportunity zone if you can't do the 1031. Because in, if you haven't identified in three weeks, game's over game's on over. 1031. Yeah. So you're not interested well, in doing real estate? I'm just curious. You're not interested in doing real estate? Or you kind of want to do something completely different? I would call more than one company up. I mean, I just would. I mean, I, you, know, you know, what is it to take a day and just yeah. make some calls and then try to find some people who have invested in it? Uh, you know, and I'm not that? saying it's bad. I know nothing about it. Right. Uh, so I the, can't give you advice, but I just... There's also uh, one big thing that I forgot to mention here about these, uh, these group investment things. They're almost always illiquid. You almost always have to hold the money in there until they sell the underlying real estate asset. There's no secondary market on them. So if you need your money, you're stuck. Whereas if you buy real estate, you need your money, you sell it. So that's a liquidity is a big, big problem in these, uh, you know, either tenant and common purchasers or Del- Delaware statutory trusts. All of these investment vehicles on 1031 that sound great going in, but ask about liquidity and see what they say. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I have to, I have to first thank you very, very much. You gave me a lot of information in a short amount of time. 
I never heard of some of these investments that you mentioned. So you people are extremely knowledgeable, and I do thank you for my wife, Melissa, and I. We do thank you. And And Anthony, I have a question for you, though, before you go. Okay, but yeah, you can ask him this question. But Anthony, do us a favor, and whenever you decide what you decide to do, Give us a, a call back. I'm yeah. just, I'll just be curious to know. Yeah, and we'd like to know what Jerry, you had doing. a question or a Yeah, were, you, had a were you public school principal in New York City? Yes, in fact, I took my middle school, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, from number 112 to number 1 in the city wow. in reading. Oh, wow. So and, what's your opinion on the on the getting rid of the entrance exams for the, like, Stuyvesant and those? Do you have an opinion on that? Uh, yeah, the mayor and I, we discuss this quite often. I'm totally against it. The chancellor's extremely for it. Uh, we have eight fabulous schools that work. Why ruin them? Why fix something that's not broken? They're wonderful opportunities. Children do take an entrance exam. And it's for those children that are extremely bright. And they should have these opportunities. Why eliminate things that work? I, I agree. agree with you. Yeah. We all agree yeah. with you. And hats off to you, Anthony. Um, you really love. Yeah, and good luck. Keep us posted. Yeah. That was a Thank really, you so that's very a much. hard Again. thanks. Have yeah. a great weekend. You know, it's tough, Dottie, when you're doing these. It's great to have capital gains, you know, because it means you made a profit, and that's wonderful. But that next step is very, very difficult, particularly when you're retired and mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to be a landlord anymore. Right. And, and, well, and maybe, these investments sound great, but. Boy, I've seen some that are just really, once you get into them, you just can't get out of them. That's the problem. Maybe one day you can, um, I know it's a complicated subject, but maybe you can start to just touch about it. I don't know that much about it. It's just that I have a, a friend in Washington who's an attorney, and mm-hmm. she was telling me about Opportunity Zones, which I knew nothing about. And uh, I guess in D.C., uh, there's some places that she yeah. feels there's going to be development, like there's going to, she knows they're going to open certain stores and this and that mm-hmm. and uh she was telling me something about the tax the whole tax thing and i yeah. wasn't sure so so it might be like if you can break it down one, yeah. one week yeah. just to so that people yeah. start to hear it you know what there was so there was so much meat in the the tax reform and it was happening so quickly that when the dust settled and people started to look at it there were some of these things and this was this was one that when i learned about it i was like this is a great idea you know um and really should have been more you know, kudos to Washington. I'm certainly criticizing yes. almost everything else they do, but this one I think was a really good idea because uh, a lot of the money in the and you know when the economic uh, when the economy turns up isn't going towards some of these communities that really need it. So it's a great idea. Yeah, and don't forget you can follow uh, me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and uh, radio show at element.com, uh, or you can get our app which is at the iStore. It's called Iron Real Estate, and you can hear our shows at your leisure, whatever time you want. Um, We'll be right back. 866-970-9622. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. Of course, you're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm in the studio with Ace Watersupart and Jerry Feeney. And again, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, 
DottieHermans.com, Instagram, and if you want to write to us, you can write to us at radio show at element.com. And of course, you can always call. Uh, speaking of callers, uh, before I get into the subject that we're going to talk about, um, I have a question from Linda from Brooklyn. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Thanks for calling. I Hi, Good speak. morning. I'm a little nervous. Don't be nervous. You never have to be nervous with us. And there's no question. Okay, thank you. That, you know, whatever questions people ask, there's a million other people that learn from the same questions. So what's okay. on your mind? I've never today? heard it addressed, but um, um, my, you know, my name's Linda. I live in Glendale, Queens, which is right on the Brooklyn border. And uh, I'm 72, and I want to move out to Long Island, uh, Babylon, uh, okay. to be with family. That's a nice town. And, uh, we, we, you have yes, family in Babylon? Yeah, I just came back from there, Babylon. Yeah, that's a nice town. It is. It is. It's beautiful. And uh, and so are the people. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm planning on selling my house uh, in the spring. But my problem is, is that I don't have... Um, um, yeah, I only have like $2,000 savings. And my question is, is there a uh, way that I can take money out of the house to pay for the closing um, without taking out a reverse mortgage? Okay, so in other words, you're going to sell your house. First of all, is, this, is there a mortgage on your home or is it? No, no, it's paid off. Okay, so you're going to... Sell your home, and whatever you get is your cash. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. don't have the money to close? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, Jared, can't they do that at closing? Well, I mean, you could do, you could do a sale and buy in the same day. It's possible um, where you, you know, sell in the morning and buy in the afternoon. It's hard to structure, you know, the, the it's got this unless you do some kind of a bridge financing, which age can address whether it's available, you've got to time your transaction so that the sell closes first and then the buy. The gap, the, the uh-huh. gap between those two is up to you. What's usually simplest, frankly, to, to do is just sell, put the money in the bank, and then begin your active negotiation shopping for something new because uh, then you have a little bit more you know, leverage in the negotiating process. You just have to go into yes, something temporary. Yes, that's what my plan was, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you wanted to buy something, and I thought you just wanted to buy uh, Yes, I would probably buy a, um, a small condo, uh, but I'm not ruling out a little um, uh, tiny house. Like my, my sister lives like in a very tiny Cape Cod, which is, uh, you know, uh, uh big enough for me mm-hmm. uh, because she said that um, some of the condos are more expensive than some of the houses. Well, so, did, did you say you were 72? Did you say that to me? Yes. Yes? Okay. Well, you, I'm just another, another option you have. And again, I would agree with Cherry. Just sell your home. Even if you have to rent for a year, so be it. But you don't want to cut it that short. But you can also look at the over 55 developments. I... Uh, can try to get you that next week if there's some in Babylon because um, they're condos. They're usually fairly new because they've only started building them in the last, I would say, 10 years. There's a lot on Long Island. And you get a tax break because you're a senior. And uh, they usually have a clubhouse. And they're really nice. And um, it's an option to look at, um, certainly yes, when you're looking I've, at I've things. I've seen them, and, yeah, they're gorgeous. But... Uh, my house, I would probably sell it. 
I would get about 400000 for it. So, um, you know, that's kind of like, you know, no, well, maybe they, I they could usually, get something. And, no, you could get something for cheaper than that. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to buy something. Yeah, you definitely I would could. prefer not to rent. So, so, right, but you know what? Even if you get a short-term rental, I think Jerry's advice is absolutely correct. It's too close to time it. So uh, yes, he's right. I agree with him. Yes. So if you could find, you know, just housing or short-term rental where somebody's going to rent you month to month or something, just so you can you can start looking to get an idea of what you can get. Uh, oh yes, it's funny. What he said was exactly what I was planning on doing. See, he read your mind. You know. <laughs> Did but you know Jerry's a mind reader? I know. I think he is. Yeah, uh, but Linda, great, but if I, you have family and no, friends um, there, I know that community. It's a great community. The people are great. Uh, you'll you'll probably really enjoy it. Did, and did you put your house on the market yet? No, uh, no, not yet. Right now, I'm in the process of getting rid of stuff. Do that. Clean it up. Get rid yeah. of all the mm-hmm. junk. Take everything out of there that you're not going. You know, it's a good time to. You know, you don't realize what you accumulate in, in a home. Yeah, oh, years. it's amazing, but um, going full speed ahead on that. But I was just wondering if at the closing, um, uh, if I could pay for the closing, like, um, you know, after the closing or the day of the closing. And, if you could um, pay for what? The, what exactly? What do you look at? Well, what do you in other words, you... like um, uh, money for the closing. Uh, uh, at the closing, would they be willing uh, on, to wait like a, a week or two for the um, well, the, uh, the, you know, the, the cash from the house. Linda, hold on, hold on. Hold what on. house are you Wait talking about? The house you're selling? Yes. Okay, so, so so the fees associated with the sale can be paid at the closing I think, table. I think Linda's saying They're that, taken. I think she's saying that she she may be buying the house before she's selling the uh, her current home. Well, is that yeah, correct, well, that, Linda? No, 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 no she's not. Because, she's uh, going to do what Jerry said. She's going to sell her house first. I, so, yeah. Jerry, uh-huh. Listen to what Jerry's telling you. Jerry, just tell at her the, again. You, at the closing table, when you sell, the the yes. fees and expenses, like the broker commission and the attorney's fee, they can all be paid from the proceeds at the closing table. Your attorney will cut them from the proceeds, and then whatever's left over goes to you. You then put it in the bank and then go shopping mm-hmm. for your new place. So let's say your house is, just say you get 400000 You don't have a mortgage. That cash at the closing table, the attorney will cut the checks for the people that have to be paid. Oh, oh, that's great. Oh, so. Oh, so, so you have nothing to worry problem, about. You have, your house is paid off. You have nothing to worry about. Oh, that's great. Because, you know, I figure when I get the money for the house, say it's 400 it might be more than that. But. Um, it needs a lot of work, but still, it's a hot area where I live. And, um, you know, I was thinking, uh, my problem was, uh, you know, uh, the money that you get for the house, you have to wait for that. I was afraid you had to wait for that uh, check to clear, which is, I think, about two weeks or something like that. And I'm saying, I don't know if they're willing no, the to wait buyers weeks, can't, but, The buyers can't write a personal check. <laughs> they can't. Yes. They have to... Yeah. You know they have to have. So a, then, at the at the closing. Yes. So don't uh, worry. It, it, you're it, it all wouldn't set. Be a problem. No, not at all. Correct. Not at all. Correct. Don't worry. Don't lose a, a bit of sleep over it. Okay. And keep us posted how you're I, doing. I have right been. now. You're doing the right thing. Get all the junk out of your house. The things that you don't use. 
and get that. Please boost up because you'll get more money if you do that. Okay. Um, I have James from Michelle Park on the line. Hi, James. Good morning. Good morning. I hope everybody's well this morning in this damp, cold fall I know, day. I know, I know, I know, but we're smiling, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully the sun might come God out a little that. bit later. Thank God. <laughs> um, it's been my understanding uh, regarding the previous caller that for the 1031 exchange, at the closing, a QI has to take all proceeds from that sale with a third-party escrow agent. It can't be the seller's attorney. It has to be an independent agent that collects the proceeds and keeps it and then when, uh, until the closing on the 1031 So let me explain. The, the proceeds have to flow to a qualified intermediary, which the IRS defines right. as anyone who is not a disqualified person. They define it in the negative. And a disqualified person would be a relative of yours. You couldn't have your brother or sister hold it. Or a CPA or lawyer who has who has represented you in the last two years would be a disqualified person other than with the representation on the property being sold. That's why I asked the gentleman, did this lawyer represent you on anything else in the last two years? Because that would have made the lawyer a disqualified person. Um, if he's only represented him on the transaction, which gave rise to the 1031 exchange and nothing else in the last two years, then the lawyer is not a disqualified person and therefore could hold the proceeds. I did. Then I've been um, under a misapprehension. So at that, yeah, the, a, um, uh, with the QI, it had to definitely be a third-party independent uh, uh, escrow agent. Well, it's, 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 considered have, to be, it's considered to be a third-party independent because the person has not represented you in the last two years, and therefore the, 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 the exchange funds are not considered under your dominion and control. That's how the IRS. So even at, at the sale, you sell at the sale. Sell is your attorney. Hello. No, no, you're, you, James. you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, that the, the uh, your as a seller, your attorney can take the money and hold it, hold the proceeds in his escrow account, and then um, it does this. This does not disqualify. Uh, as, as, lo as long as as long as the attorney That's enters into there's more to it than that the attorney has to be willing yeah. to act as the QI enter into a written agreement with you concerning the disposition of the funds and the terms under which they hold it and the attorney can't be a disqualified person meaning that the attorney has represented you in the last two years on anything other than the transaction giving rise to the 1031 so if those are the most attorneys don't do 1031s because they're complicated and you got to really read the fine print. So they'll say use a third party. We do. We my office. I happen to have an exchange company where we do them all over the country every day. So if I haven't represented you in the last two years, I can do it. If I was doing one for Dottie, I couldn't be her QI because I've represented her uh, in, in the last couple of years. So that's in any matter. In any matter, exactly. The theory being, if I've represented you in the last two years, I'm too close and I, you have some control potentially over me. And the, 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 the fiction in a 1031 exchange is that when you give it to the QI, you have no control over the funds. You're handing it over to them. And it's true. You really are. And they have full authority over the funds and can only uh, utilize the funds in, a, in accordance with the exchange agreement. So, for example, when people open an exchange... 
you know, they sometimes will a week later say, oh, you know, I don't want to do it. Give me my money back. I can't do that. The exchange agreement says I got to hold it for at least 45 days. If you don't identify, then I can give you the money back. And people get annoyed, but they have to understand this is all IRS guidelines. And we don't mess with the IRS. We got a Is that bad your question? There, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of losing you. So um, I think that answers your question, does it, James? Have a great day and a great weekend. You too. Right, Thanks, you James. Too, Talk to you soon. Uh, by the way, um, just so you know, that New York is now the king of the hill in global real estate investments. Los Angeles was the second biggest destination for capital, followed by London, then Paris, and then Hong Kong. Um, total global real estate investments reached $1.8 trillion over the past year. New York City once again led the way. Now, you've been reading in the papers, and they're saying that the foreigners are not buying in New York. Well, obviously, that is not true. Uh, New York saw $49.6 billion invested from June 2017 to June 2018. And uh, next to that was uh, L.A., which was $40.7 billion. Another interesting thing about New York, just while we're on it, that all residential real estate in Manhattan costs an estimated, if you take all of the residential real estate in Manhattan, it's estimated that it'd be $192.5 billion. That would be the cost. Seven of the world's richest people could buy every home around the 843-acre Central Park. Add five more billionaires, and the group could buy all of Manhattan to a tune of $192.5 billion. Now, I'm going to try to put that deal together, because don't you think that'll be a big commission? Mm-hmm. Yep. If I could put that together. Okay. And Ace, I'll give you the financing, okay? Thank you. Okay, together we can do this. Okay, Property Shark crunched the numbers and found that the top 12 richest people on Forbes billionaires list could collectively, collectively buy all of the residential property in Manhattan, assuming that everyone was willing to sell to them. And the math isn't exactly perfect, uh, but they feel that they could do it. And, uh, you know, you're with Bill Gates... Carlos Slim, David Koch. Anyhow, and if you wanted to buy Brooklyn compared to if you wanted to buy all of Manhattan, it's $192.5 billion. But if you just wanted to do Brooklyn, you could buy that, all of Brooklyn, $245 billion. And then you'd have five landlords. That that's who you deal with. Can you imagine that? But quickly, I think I have two seconds. The Big Apple, okay, I ha- well, I'll do it after the break. I think we have dance data, but after the break, I just have to tell you what people who don't have any money are doing because it's kind of way out, uh, how they're living in the city. I mean, inexpensively, a little crazy for me, but to the adventurous type, it's an option. I'll tell you that after we have our break for the 11 o'clock news. Remember, I am Real Estate, 866-970-9622. We'll be back after the news. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.